Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello and welcome to Why Are You Like This? Taylor's version. And this time we are doing Speak Now. Hey, Sean. And we're going to speak now. Hey. Speak. <laughs> speak now. No. Speak. Well, I did. I actually speak. beat you to it. And that was, I had to speak now, now. So I spoke then, which is then, but also now. And then and now. Now and thens. Now and then. Fantastic movie. Great movie. <laughs> when she fell in that sewer that's the same movie right? i don't know she falls in the sewer yeah oh it's very sad i'm very focused on one artist i can't be i don't know all art we're already off topic my god <laughs> speak, speak now. now one of my absolute favorites so i'm super excited to dive in deep this was the last one on my list of blind spots and let me tell you i had a great time oh i love it i love it i love it so much i had an absolute uh, blast i had a riot i lived my entire life um i'm obsessed and i really want taylor's version so i can keep listening to this without feeling bad yes very true i do want an ethically sourced version of speak now i want it from the springs from the babbling brooks i want it yes i want it like a fresh evian yes 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 i want it from the tap from the source yes. yeah i love this album i think it shows like a real shift into adulthood here are some facts we love the facts. Oh, yes. We have to start with the facts. Facts about Speak Now. Released in 2010, Speak Now is Taylor Swift's third studio album. Written in the two years she was touring Fearless, Speak Now is a loose concept album about the confessions she wanted to make but never had the chance to say to the people she had met. In response to critics saying that Taylor did not write her own songs, she wrote the entire album herself. I just want to. I just want to be clear like she did do that for the other two she had writing credits on every mm -hmm. song on the other albums she just wasn't necessarily alone on all of them which is that the yes case? which again misogyny rampant rampant misogyny she on the other two albums that we have discussed she has written on every single song and this time she said fine i'll do it completely on my own and you know what i'm gonna say the results uh we're better. We're better. It's <laughs> in my it's opinion cohesive. It's it's um, it's just so good. 
it's just it's very, it's it's, very good. Yeah, good um yeah and so i did not realize that this was a concept album and this is actually like a twist of fate and that this was like two days ago i was on twitter and somebody was like oh i just love the liner notes from the speak now album and i was like oh what are they and then i found this which apparently you have not seen no this is new to me um so this is like a little bit of a journey but i feel like it's important to read because it framed my whole understanding of the album and i was like oh this was a great thing to read before i did it so i'll read it i'll do my best because famously i don't know how to read okay here we go (laughs) prologue speak now or forever hold your peace the words said by preachers at the end of wedding ceremonies all over the world right before the vows it's a last chance for protest a moment that makes everyone's heart race and a moment i've always been strangely fascinated by so many fantasize about bursting into a church saying what they'd kept inside for years like in the movies in real life it rarely happens real life is a funny thing you know In real life, saying the right thing at the right moment is beyond crucial. So crucial, in fact, that most of us start to hesitate for fear of saying the wrong thing at the wrong time. But lately, what I've begun begun to fear more than that is letting the moment pass without saying anything. I think most of us fear reaching the end of our life and looking back, regretting the moments we didn't speak up, when we didn't say, I love you, when we should have said, I'm sorry, when we didn't stand up for ourselves or someone who needed help. These songs are made up of words I didn't say when the moment was right in front of me. These songs are open letters. Each is written with a specific person in mind, telling them what I meant to tell them in person. To the beautiful boy whose heart I broke in December. To the first love who I never thought would be my first heartbreak. To my band. To a mean man I used to be afraid of. To someone who made my world very dark for a while. To a girl who stole something of mine. To someone I forgive for what he said in front of the whole world. Words can break someone into a million pieces, but they can also put them back together. I hope you use yours for good because the only words you'll regret more than the ones left unsaid are the ones you use to intentionally hurt someone. What you say might be too much for some people. Maybe it will come out all wrong and you'll stutter and you'll walk away embarrassed, wincing as you play it all back in your head. But I think the words you stop yourself from saying are the ones that will haunt you the longest. So say it to them or say it to yourself in front of a mirror. Say it in a letter you'll never send or in a book millions might read someday. I think you deserve to look back on your life without a chorus of resounding voices saying, I could have, but it's too late now. There's a time for silence. There's a time there is a time for waiting your turn. But if you know how you feel and you so clearly know what you need to say, you'll know it. I don't think you should wait. I think you should speak now. Love, Taylor. Oh, wait. And my favorite part. P.S. To all the boys who inspired this album, you should have known. <gasps> <laughs> Iconic. Like, first of all, incredible liner notes. Gorgeous. Second of all, I had no idea that that's what this album was about i just like i had no idea it was like a concept thing yeah i didn't either um, but i think it's a really gorgeous way to frame an album and i was you know re-listening as we were preparing for this and i was like fully prepared to say oh okay so this is about when she was with john mayer and, and then it's not it's not because i mean it is at some points but it's yeah. not and uh as i was listening i was like wait a minute then this is about this doesn't seem like it fits into that storyline and this and that. And then it was like, this is a concept album. And I said, Oh my God, it's Jekyll and Hyde, the musical. (laughs) You're like, no, this is actually just a lots of different perspectives. It's like a, it's like, um, what are they called? Like when it's like a limited series, anthology series. That's kind of like that. Yes. (laughs) I love that. So the album, uh, itself had six singles. Mine, Back to December, Mean, The Story of Us, Sparks Fly, and Ours. The album was certified six times platinum and was nominated for Best Country Album at the Grammys. Love it. But not Album of the Year. But not Album of the Year. Interesting. Mean won the Grammy for Best Country Song and Best Country Solo Performance. Work. 
speak which is such now. a serve we'll get to that when we get there but like that's such a serve for that song to win that right so i think we just jump in you ready to do well, this I mean, how could we not when the first song is mine which is just you know i like i literally just wrote like well what the fuck this song's so good it's so good you can just you everybody knows that uh, 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 like <laughs> you're like oh yeah i know that song I will say, um, I immediately wrote, we've moved on to 2.30 a.m. We are not in 2 a.m. anymore. It is now 2.30. She's grown. Time has passed. A half hour has passed, and we are in a new album. So, okay. <laughs> I'm glad you're keeping track of our young child's um There's so many patterns. time references. Yeah, no, don't worry. There's more. There's more to come. <laughs> um, but I'm very just like, Taylor, what, what are, are you? you you're, oh, well, you're always awake at the same time. Um, but it's just like, it's such a good song, and it's so classic taylor in the idea that and it, this feels when she starts to like refine her craft in a way that like now it's become like the tailor of it all. Mm-hmm. Like she tells a story, she has specifics. She has all of these like things, but in the middle of all that, it's just like the catchiest hooks in the whole world. And I like that it's like fearless was very fairy tale, like the big song love story, full fairy tale, full fantasy. And this starts yeah. with just like, you were in college working part-time waiting tables and you're from a small town. So you're, it's just like zooming in, getting, getting back to just like, we are just people. And this song just feels like, it feels like a summer, like summer between, between school years. Yeah. And it's, you know, impossible for me to talk about this song without talking about Naya Rivera. Well, absolutely. I was going to say like, if we don't talk about that, that would be a disservice to our viewers because her performance of that, is one of the most like incredible performances ever. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. It's like full just owner. She owns that song to me. She, she Glee is a lot of things. <laughs> Glee, Glee is a lot of things, but also like like even before her passing, like that performance is so singular and like clearly hit her in such a specific way. It's so it's so beautiful and like I love that there's like the original version but there's also that version mm-hmm. when you just like really want to, you know, feel your feelings especially now. The glee version was in my wrapped. Wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I mean like it's so good. Like sometimes the glee versions are great. And I will say it's very rare that somebody covers a Taylor Swift song and I like it just as much or more than the original. Like mm-hmm. I don't really know people that cover Taylor Swift songs very often. Um I just scroll through my Instagram. I'm like, me, me. I was like, well, me. us. Specifically, <laughs> well, I was leaving me and you out of oh, the okay, equation. Cool, cool, cool. But, um, and like all of our friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, like, I, it's very rare that other artists like cover Taylor. Mm-hmm. Um, and that one just really like, it's, it's like cemented itself in history as an incredible one. And also, just speaking of the song, like, what an album opener. What an opener. Like, you're just like, okay, yes. Clear stance. I know what road we're on. It's interesting to me that it also was the lead single. So this might be the the rare case. Yeah. And again, don't get mad at me, everybody. Um, but Taylor's not always been my personal favorite at choosing lead singles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Most of the time I listen to the album and I go, there was a clear lead single sitting right there and... <laughs> You didn't even release it as a single. And as she said in her interview, she is listening. (laughs) (laughs) And she's learning. And that's all we can ask. And that's all we can that's all we can ask. (laughs) But this was a rare case of like, yeah, go off. That was a good lead single. And it's a great song. It's just a great song. Classic lines. You made a rebel of a careless man's careful daughter. Like layers on layers on layers. 
like giving you a full story in a line that's also just like da 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 da. Like you're still bopping, you're still having a good time, and you're not overwhelmed with the lyric. But when you listen to it again, you're like, oh, there's so much specificity here. It's like the country version of and the gossip in New York City is insidious to me. <laughs> it's just layered on layered on layered in one line. You know, like when you listen to it back, and you're like, I got a full story of these people right there that could exist, don't exist, maybe exist. Who knows? And I like that. I I like that. I as we are revisiting these albums, and I'm like, oh, this is what I at the time was told, and as I'm doing research, and right, it's just interesting to be like, well, actually, as we've discovered in the past three albums we've listened to, like, yes, she does write specific and pointed words but a lot of the time it's a concept (laughs) and like you just never know when the specifics are actually specific to the story she's telling if she's borrowing specifics from other things from her life like that's the thing is i think people got so obsessed with the idea that she was writing about boys that they assumed that everything had to be about that because again misogyny and so i think you like forget that she's also an artist that can like combine a bunch of parts of her life to make a story that is not necessarily her exact experience Yeah. Or maybe it is. It doesn't matter. The song slaps. Song slaps. Strong start, baby. <laughs> Strong start. And again, another like solid run of just, I would say, I mean, I love this album, but if I'm going to like slow down my listening, maybe eight songs in is when I'm like, okay, I'm going to do something else. It's, it's actually like, I was really shocked, especially after the two hours of Fearless. Yeah. I was like, Oh no, like I didn't want, I didn't feel the need to even ever once like stop reading lyrics while I was listening. Like I was like, oh, this is a really, it's a fucking great album. <laughs> and this is an hour and a half is what we've listened to. And Fearless yeah. was an hour 46. And I, as we'll get to Red, it's like two hours and 10 minutes. And like, I mean, I, for me, and I'll talk about it more as we go, but like this, even from the first song, I was like, oh, this is an artist who is A, growing up literally, and like B, as an artist was like, this is how I'm writing from now on. Mm-hmm. And like, this is how I want to write and it's focused and it feels precise. So then we get Sparks Fly. Another just banger. Banger. Pop song. Full pop song. The way, also just like the way that that chorus launches is so just like, it's just like, oh yeah, like we're in. I love that it goes down into the chorus as opposed to like launching up like mm-hmm. most choruses do. I love so it. I love I can feel my it's I know it's not a song I would find out dancing, but I can feel myself on drop everything now. Boom. Go. Like Yeah, like you're like and then you you're suddenly you're throwing ass yeah. and you're like, well, how did I get here? How did I get here? Sparks fly, baby. You're like sparks fly, but so does this ass. So does it's this fine. ass. <laughs> <laughs> um I also just like because of the concept of the album, everything has this like wild sense of urgency, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. And like, it makes the whole album like just truck along. Like I was like, oh, every time I'm like, yeah, no, speak now. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I mean, in the the bridge, Taylor Taylor Bridge, Bridgerton, I, Swift. Taylor Bridgerton. I literally wrote another bridge smash. Just the, the queen of structure. I run my fingers through your hair and watch the lights go wild. I can see it. I can like v- yeah. viscerally And also feel that means this. that also like doesn't mean anything, but like yes. It means like, nothing. It means everything. But it means everything. <laughs> yeah. Cause then you're just like, yeah, no, that makes sense to me. Uh, and I'm captivated by you, baby, like a fireworks show. Yeah. After our fireworks 
in the city two summers ago. I'm not really captivated by fireworks, but I yeah, I understand that like... this is a timepiece, you know? Right. Well, and yeah. also, like, again, I'm picturing fireworks like we're at a county fair. Mm-hmm. Where, um, there's like a tent. Mm-hmm. There's a beer tent. Yeah, of course. That all the adults go into, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, there's fireworks and you're watching from the beer tent. And you're like, oh, it's far away. I'm having fun. And I'm running fingers and losing my mind. And then like <laughs> when she, it just gets so simple right after that onto the the chorus, the final chorus. I mean, that's the thing. Is she, there's there's also restraint in this album that is shown in a different way than Fearless. Like Fearless is just like, and here's the chorus. We're doing the chorus. And then like sometimes this one's just like, what if we took it back for a second? What if we... Layers, ups and downs. And like, let's change the lyric and flip it around and like make it something else. Like it's just, there's just a lot more nuanced songwriting in this one that makes every song from start to finish, no matter how long it is, like very interesting to listen to. Oh, God. And then so we go back to December. Uh, so, okay, so I actually had never heard the song Don't Hate Me. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Um, again, this, uh, I was actually, I'm, I was surprised at how. <laughs> Honestly. Um, I said, I was like, uh, I've always been a massive fan of a breakup song written from the perspective of the person who is regretting ending the relationship. Because I don't think that it's actually explored as much as we think it is. Mm. Like, I don't think a lot of times um, that kind of thing is. Like the regret of somebody being like, oh, maybe I fucked this one up. Um, but like the melody line is great. And I, I, all I wrote about was just like everything in this album feels so much tighter and focused and specific. And like the specifics that I was missing in songs, like I will never get over a change off of Fearless. Sorry, I'm, that one, that one's going to the Christmas tree farm, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> I just to the like Christmas tree farm with you. The Christmas tree farm is the rainbow bridge of the Taylor Swift universe. <laughs> I'm gonna just get drive litter- off the side. <laughs> There's absolutely no way I'm not getting a death threat about that, but it's fine. <laughs> um, no, I like. I was missing so much specificity on a lot of Fearless, and again, this is all I know. She was very young and under a lot of pressure. I get it. Um, I'm just saying, as from a perspective now, which we celebrate because she wins. She won. We're good. Um, yeah, I just really thought. This was like lovely, and yeah, who knew? Who knew? I, I honestly, I had no, I like any information about Taylor Swift. This was kind of like a blind spot of my life, so I didn't know she was dating John Mayer at the time. I was that like annoying closeted boy that was listening to like Continuum and like listening to Half of My Heart and being like, "Wow, Taylor Swift sounds really good in this song. I bet she's great." <laughs> um, so like I got like the other side of it, which is interesting. Well, John Mayer holds a special place in my heart as he was the first concert I ever saw. He's a great musician. He's been real shitty to a lot of people, apparently. Absolutely. Based on this, especially. Also, like, oh, we'll get to it when we get to it. But, um, yeah, I mean, continue. I love that album. I think yeah. It's like, it's great. On um, back to December. Yeah. There are just like a few things that one, this is the first time that Taylor in song has like kind of said, I messed up. Yeah, I agree. It, it's not a side of things that we hear a lot about of because I think it's like. And this song's like not about John. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it is vulnerable to be like, I, this, these are my bads and I'm putting them in a song yeah, where I, exactly. I can write about like, you broke up with me and I hate you, like, and feel fine. <laughs> but it, it's harder to write a song being like, I might have really just destroyed you and I did not and really... I don't. I didn't want to do that. 
And it's just like, it turns out freedom ain't nothing but missing you, wishing I'd realize what I had when you were mine. And like, we get that, what, two songs after mine? Two songs after mine. So I'm putting them together. Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, if we know anything about Taylor, she loves that kind of thing. I've got more to say about that later. Yeah, no, I mean, like, she's just... Also, this album feels so cohesive. Like, that's the kind of thing that, like, that we get later on Folklore and, like, so many other things. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if we loved again, I'd swear I'd love you right. I'd go back in time and change it, but I can't. So if the chain is on your door, I understand. Weeping. Full weeping. Okay, I will say, wait, I meant to Google this beforehand, so I'm doing it right now. Um... Why? How come every time? Oh, wait. No, yeah. Okay, so The Chain by Ingram Michelson came out in 2008. Mm. And we know they're fans of each other. They're friends. And she gave me a little chain on the door reference. And I was like, you know what? I don't know if it's an exact reference or not. But I was just like, my girls were in sync. They were. <laughs> they were the band in sync. Yeah. Yeah. But like, they're actually friends in real life. So I could see her being like, I'm doing this like... Ingrid has this song called The Chain that's all about leaving the chain on the door. If you can take it off. Or if I come back or like whatever. And that was a huge hit. And then for Taylor to be like, I'm going to use that already established thing that my friend made. Beautiful. I'd buy that. And to take just like... I'm making shit up. You know, we all know that the door is closed, the door is locked, the door like... Blah, we, we've heard all of those. And, and to just beautifully take that known trope and be like, if the chain is on the door, I understand. Yeah. You're not going to let me in. It's chill. It's chill. God bless you. We are three songs in, and I'm already like, thank you. That's been an hour. Uh <laughs> right, no, I mean, just, and we're not even like into like the meat yet, really. Yeah. Although I will say, speak now, sometimes I forget how funny Taylor is. She's silly. She's goofy. She's hilarious. And like, I think that's why, and like, listening to this now in order, and then you get stuff like Off Reputation and Lover, like, sh- she's hilarious. She's a goofy lady. I'm blank space. Like, there's, like, so many songs that she's, like, very funny on. And I feel like people don't give her enough credit for being, like, genuinely a hilarious writer when she wants to be. <laughs> well, and, like, also, definitely different styles of music, but also incredible songwriter Mariah Carey is of course hilarious. But yeah. people don't let, they're, like, they don't get the humor from these women for some reason for so long that it, I, I get confused. I mean, I think a lot of people just are like, Taylor's my girl that makes me feel feelings about people that I've dated. And I'm like, no, sometimes she's very funny. And Speak Now is very funny. I was like, I literally wrote, there's that girl boss. <laughs> Gaslight girl boss gatekeep. And it goes with the concept of like speaking in a space that you're not supposed to speak in. But I like that it's inst- the title song is not necessarily because she was like oh and especially in the liner notes she's like it's always fascinating me the idea of like somebody could stand up at a wedding and be like no <laughs> <laughs> and instead of making a song that's like devastating about that sh- she just makes a song being like well what if i did what if i did stand up at your wedding that's hilarious that's actually super wild <laughs> <laughs> i would not know what to do i like someone's just like no, no one would no one no one would it only happens in movies and if it ever happened in real life i would I, I don't even know what I, if I was just in the room, I think I would just start cackling. I would start laughing. I would have to. And so apparently this is about her friend's ex-boyfriend who got married to a different woman. Her friend's ex-boyfriend. Oh, and so she's writing this like from the perspective of the friend. I guess. Or maybe as Taylor being there for her friend, maybe. But, oh, being like, don't marry this girl regardless, we're getting out of here. But when I was listening to it before knowing this concept album thing, I was like, honey, like, 
you are 20 around this time like how many weddings are you at like why (laughs) i mean listen but also like celebrity i don't know like i mean she was clearly like she also hang out with like probably a a bunch of people way older than her like also true she was dating a 32 year old 31 year old i also i love in this song the um when she's singing the background vocals i think are really fun i think they're great oh yeah yeah oh yeah i also love it she like adds a laugh yeah she like let a laugh stay in it and i was like yeah that's right that's how it should sound like it's it, this song Taylor. should feel fun no it's so fun i thought it was like a cute little song speaking of fun dear john okay so the second as again as previously stated i um we're gonna talk about the same thing i guarantee it yeah because i i listened to a lot of john Merritt when i was like 17 because mm-hmm. i was i lived in the middle of nowhere and yes um you can listen the way to these mayer. guitars <laughs> you can listen to john mayer john <laughs> but like also i don't know i've just heard that he's so ill but maybe maybe anyway, he's better now who knows but yes um but like the second those guitars started i was like you fucking savage taylor you said I'm going to listen to your album and I'm going to say, oh, do you have some wavy guitars with some reverb on it? Guess what? I'm writing a song about you. <laughs> it's literally the wow, wow. I was like, oh, my God. And she even <laughs> writes it. She even writes it in like it's I'm I'm bad at guessing, but it's like six, eight or three, four or something. But it's even got this like waltzy style, like slow dancing in a burning room feel. And I can't remember which one came out first. But I think it was Slow Dancing in a Burning Room because that was the same album as Half My Heart. And so I feel like it was her being like, I'm writing a Slow Dancing in a Burning Room, but I'm titling it and sending it directly to you. <laughs> I just, she just comes out swinging. It, it's a bloodbath. I was genuinely shocked because this is another song that I really haven't, I, I hadn't heard. <laughs> and I also didn't really know it was about John Mayer until everyone was like, Jake Gyllenhaal just got his on the Taylor's version. So just get ready, John Mayer, for Speak Now. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's still gorgeous. Still beautiful. Oh, it's really, it's a gorgeous song, like, across the board. Takes away all meta, like, it, it is about you, John. Yeah. Like, there is no, there's no, like, guessing game. There's no allegory. There is No, yeah, like, this one was, this, this one's might be about really someone just, else. like, let, she lets him have it. And, like. I was like, I said, like, the thing I also love is that even if somebody was just like, <laughs> you're being petty, like, blah, blah, like these lines about her being like, isn't 19 a little too young for you, John? Like, sh- she's never in the wrong because she was 19. <laughs> like, no. Right. Like, it was a little young like, for sorry, you. Sorry. He was in his 30s and she was 19. Like, so sorry. No, no, no. And she's, she says it from the start. She's like, my mom. My mother accused me of losing my mind. Of course, your mom's like, what are you? When I was a freshman, I dated a senior in high school. And my mom was like, I don't know. And that's still weird. If I was, if I was 19 dating someone in their 30s, Lord, only, only gays, you know? Yeah, it's a little, I'm like, I don't know. That's a whole nother podcast. But like, (laughs) I, I was just like, it's just, yeah, I was really like, dang girl, you gave it to him and we all loved it. And if we're thinking about Taylor's version, the next one with this like matured full voice, it's gonna oh my sound. So I can't wait good. to hear all these songs because also I I was gonna say like maybe this is just the way I like was listening to it, but I noticed that all of these songs felt more. Um, 
everything felt a little lower to me, like pitch wise. And so then the high notes that weren't quite as high felt more thrilling to me than they did on like fearless or the original. And to me, it felt more like her being like, I am understanding my range now that I have released two albums and I have toured and I'm getting like, I am, I know what it's like to sing these songs over and over on a world tour and everything. Like everything just feels more like musical and more um, in her voice as, as anyone that does, as you're getting older, you start to understand your voice more and like what fits better and your voice changes. But everything on this felt more like, oh, this is really comfy and cozy and, like, you're not pushing anything. Like, you're not trying to belt. It, when it comes out, it feels right. Like, it was just, like, a really... A side note. <laughs> the most savage of lyrics in this song, to me, um, comes towards the end where she goes, all the girls that you've run dry have tired, lifeless eyes because you burned them out. But I took your matches before fire could catch me, so don't look now. I'm shining like fireworks over your sad empty town sad empty town imagine imagine waking up one day to find out that millions of people were referring to you as a sad empty town (laughs) yeah you've you burned out everyone else but sorry babe she said no i'm gonna win a couple grammys let's go also the guitar solo she even throws in a guitar solo just to be like go fuck yourself (laughs) i'm also an incredible guitar yeah you know i mean i don't even know she played it but just like adding it as a thing that it's a part of every John Mayer song. I was just like, oh, you really went for it. Which like, go, go, do it. Yes. She got her gal. Got her gal. She got her. And then we move on to another fun song. So it's like sandwich. It's sandwich between fun. Oh, yeah. But I mean, like, Dear John's also kind of fun in a way. <laughs> like, there is like something like just like, ooh, ooh, about listening to somebody be like, no, you're, you can be mad. It just like this whole album. I think is paced incredibly well. Yeah. I think it doesn't lead to any kind of like samey sound vibe. That's the other thing. Fearless, so much of Fearless sounds the same. And this production wise has so many different like flavors. And like then Means starts and Means like, oh no, this is a country song. Country. Banjos and the fiddle. We're doing it all. We're doing and all fiddle, of the requisite and things. A little, and a little twang. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing them all. And this is, as every single person knows, um, people kept saying Taylor Swift couldn't sing. Oh, my God. The way that I was, like, I listened to this, I'm like, this is me singing a song to my, like, high school wrestling coach who's now sitting in a fucking Buffalo Wild Wings off of Randall Road (laughs) and, like, watching some football game. And he's like, like, I was like, yeah, no, that's... I get it. Like, this song is, like, I know exactly the kind of person that the song is directed at, and I live for it. If I were singing this song to someone, it would be to this boy who shares my first name, but I will not give his last name. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is this is Dear Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> and in a school talent show, I... Uh, well, actually, in a school man pageant... I, like, I feel like people are going to be able to be, like <laughs> whittle this down. Whatever. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Whatever, I didn't say it. Um, in a man pageant, so I'm I'm in a pageant. My talent was singing, and I am very good at it. <laughs> and I sang, and I won. <laughs> and the following day, this uh, boy attacked me in the middle of class. Physically? No, oh. verbally. Of course. Um, saying that I should have lost because I didn't have a talent. And I said, my vocal cords are my talent, you bitch. Uh, 
and I was not out. So <laughs> that's what mean is for me. And you know what? It's really nice that that music can mean different things to different people. And I'm really glad that that was your experience. <laughs> I need you to talk about mean while I collect myself. Perfect. Um, um, I would say uh, one of my favorite things about this song is also that another musician I love, Betty Who, um, said that this is her favorite bridge in all of pop music. Um, which I just like think is great because yes, also that it's like, she's having fun. Like there's so much fun in the bridge of being like, you're just going to be old and boring and sitting at a bar and like you suck. And I am a famous pop star. And sometimes I think people are allowed to say that (laughs) some people are really mean and terrible. And when you're successful, I think you should be allowed to say I won. (laughs) Yeah. I think, I mean, it goes with growing up, right? I think there are, there are things that as you grow up, you realize like, you are better at than the person next to you. And that's just individuality. And that's totally fine. And there's things that you're worse at than the person next to you. But like, it's sometimes okay to acknowledge me like, I'm okay. I'm pretty good at this. And if you're going to just like shit on me for no reason, you're mean. And I hope you're sad. <laughs> I hope you're sad. But I don't know why I could not get the image out of a, of a Buffalo Wild Wings out of my head. listening to this song. I was like, this is, <laughs> I know this. <laughs> It, the bar that I picture is the bar in Just Friends. Yeah, the, like small town. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm not even going to give that to this person. I'm going to say they couldn't even find a local dive bar with friends, so they had to go watch the game at the B-dubs and get those. They had to go to a chain. Yeah. Now I want B-dubs, but anyway. I do love B-dubs. And then we get to, I will say this is one of my top songs on the album, The Story of Us. Not what I was expecting at all. I saw Story of Us and I said, we're getting the ballad. We're getting the, the sad song. And then instead, I said, what are these opening drums that are essentially the same opening drums as State of Grace? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, okay, wait, hold on. Pop song. What's going on? And then I was like, if this is a Kelly Clarkson song, if it had like, if it was bumped oh, up yeah. like four steps, this is like a Kelly Clarkson song. But I was like, oh, this pre-chorus slaps, these like rock chords. It feels like the 11 o'clock number of a musical I was living. It's so musical to me. Like, I listened, this song was also fully in my, like, wrapped of this year. Yeah. Like, if Taylor Swift were, for some reason, not to write an original musical, if she was going to do songs of hers, I would not be shocked if this ended up in a musical. It's It's, it's such a good, like, reclaim your power. in that way. Yeah. I love the next chapter. (laughs) <laughs> it's fun it's got like this that's it's so funny it's got like like a little like avril to it like some of the other songs used to have and fearless and i was just like oh like yeah i really loved this i really genuinely didn't see it coming at all i also didn't know it was a single yeah i'm shocked that i found out it was a single too because i thought i discovered a gem but it's it's wildly popular <laughs> it's also one of the few taylor swift songs i've gotten amanda dark angelus to say she likes so oh, if you're listening amanda he got you Got you. I think it's because it's in F. She finds that key interesting. That's good. I've written one song in F. Okay. Amanda might like me. Hi, Amanda. (laughs) (laughs) I just... Now I'm standing alone in a crowded room. It's so good. It's just, it bops. It moves. No, it made me, me want to like strut down a high school hallway. Not at, not at the age that I am. But you know, like when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right now, maybe. That might be a little frightening, actually. You, yeah, I might get arrested. Do that. I won't do that. But yeah, no, I really, I, I love this song. A lot of this, a lot of these songs, I just kind of ended up writing down being like, I love this album. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
it's so good like i I, like stopped getting specific because i was like this is just better (laughs) it's yeah it's just cohesive it's just it's specific in a way musically i feel like all the songs are musically related i don't feel like i'm hearing like something thrown in and yet they feel individual like every song i could be like oh that's that song as opposed to being like i could start like probably five songs off of the fearless taylor's version and be like i'm not sure which one this is until the chorus hits and like yes i don't have the like nostalgic experience of it all but i think just musically and like also we should want an artist to get better every album and i think this is like a major major step forward in in terms of songwriting yeah and if you're if the album that we are realizing isn't a hundred percent our favorite is fearless, I think you're fine. Yeah, because it's still one album of the year, and like it's beloved, it's loved by so many people, and like that's you that's have so great. many, so many hits. Yeah, and then I think this next song, I think it's smart placement. I think Never Grow Up is really smart pl- placement on the album. Okay, so wait, I want to talk about Never Grow Up because I thought I was not gonna like this song. It started, and I I was just like, oh, this is going to be, like, the best day. Uh, This is going to be the one being like, and here's the sweet country song that's about growing up and my kids. And, uh, yeah. And I was like, no, it's actually, like, a really intelligent role reversal. Like, it was literally the definition of her talking in the folklore documentary about being like, and the country song ends, and you're like, that kid was me. <laughs> and now I'm sad. I was like, this is like written from the perspective of a 18 year old that just saw Toy Story three. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, because oh, that yeah. was our that was exactly our generation. And I was just like, the the intelligence to write a song about like I'm writing from the perspective of like a mother, something that I have not experienced yet, and then to then switch it to this is actually all from my perspective, and like I, I I'm really scared of getting older and i was like oh that's really interesting and like it's also just like a gorgeous song oh yeah melodically it's it's stunning and it's also it does that thing that we love about taylor right where she she's writing nostalgically about something that she is currently experiencing yes it's like a it's like this crazy through line through all of her work about being like she's constantly thinking about herself from a perspective she doesn't actually have yet and it's fascinating because you know i'm i'm listening to it at 30 yeah and i'm like i i love it i love the song but there is like a oh how cute that at 20 she was writing about like don't grow up too fast kid you have but no then idea. also imagine the idea of like she was dating a 31 year old and like she didn't have the normal college experience that like we had and she, she didn't have like she was immediately launched into a complete other world and i was like of course she feels like she's growing up too fast because she probably in a lot of perspectives was including her own i think um but i was like oh this is like this i mean this all i'm obviously like she's getting older but like she she feels this whole thing feels more mature and like this was when i was just like oh this is when taylor really started being like i've seen some shit and like i have views of the world now that aren't just like romanticized views of toxic relationships like most of fearless (laughs) no it's a great song and then we get to what I think is like if you're an indie Taylor fan, like this is the one that you're like. It's one of the most listened to songs on uh, the album on Spotify. And I mean, I I literally started and said, "Oh fuck yeah, let's go TikTok." It has a hundred and forty-two million 
it's a masterpiece. I, th- it's, I, think, I think it's fair to say, like, this is, first of all, it's amazing that her label, like, let her do this. Because it's, like, five and a half minutes. And saves some of the most, like, incredible songwriting until the very last, like, minute. And it's just, like, it's such, like, this, like, kind of, like, fantasy idea. But it's also this, like, devastating song about, like, the idea that you might have missed your chance of the person you're, like, in love with. It's so good. Uh, it's one of my favorite things about when Taylor gets like longer form songs, yeah. right? She has this ability to really use that time to do something different and to not just be like, I think this chorus is very important, so we should just keep repeating it or something. It, she said, here's a whole other C section that you did not see coming. It moves and changes again in a very musical theatery way. Yeah. Where it's like an outro almost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she's, she's back at 2 a.m oh yeah so of course yeah the lingering question kept me up 2 a.m who do you love i wonder till i'm wide awake i'm just like also an entire also an example of her framing a frame story within a song without really making it seem like she is like the same way she does love story like Mm -hmm. she's like very just like oh let me just real quick talk about how um i fell in love with you at a party and you left and i am devastated at the idea that and can't get over the idea that i might have lost the person that could have been my person for the rest of my life that is such a universal like devastating idea also your eyes whispered have we met can you can you give me have you have we met eyes three two they can't see this well for me fine But I mean, like, literally the, um, what I, I literally wrote, I was like, at this time period, people couldn't find each other on Instagram. You couldn't. Maybe MySpace. Maybe. I mean, yeah, there were like kind of ways, because this is, again, this is 2010. So maybe, wait, when did Instagram start? There was at least Facebook. 2010. I didn't have Instagram until end of college, so I don't think Instagram's around. Yeah, it was, like, mid-college that I got Instagram. Yeah. But Facebook was around. So I guess, like, it was kind of the beginning of social media. But, like, just the idea... The line, please don't be in love with someone else, is so simple. And I also love that it's not necessarily sung as, like, a defeat. It's oh, This whole song is from the perspective of, like, I really hope this still happens somehow. Which I guess is, like, kind of the whole point of the album, too. Like, this is her, like, wish. Which makes it even more sad, because if this is the thing that she wished she could have said to somebody and she didn't say it, that's so sad. That's so sad. Apparently, it was also an option for album title. Enchanted. Enchanted. Oh, Speak Now is a better um, title. Yeah. They didn't want it to feel too, like... Fairy tale. ...samey. Um, but yeah, this is me praying that this was the very first page, not where the storyline ends. And then, I mean, we'll we'll also talk about this when we get there. But when I... Because fa- I heard New Year's Day first. Mm, okay and then it was probably like one day i was just tweeting about new year's day because i'm always tweeting about new year's day i think that song's a masterpiece um but like i think uh brandon michael loudon if you're listening um messaged me and was just like you know that's like a sequel to enchanted right and i was like what the fuck (laughs) and so i listened and i was like holy shit it is um but like the also like what a cool thing for an artist to be like i wrote a song at this point in my life about these feelings and now i feel like on the other side of it where you're like first i was like please don't be in love with somebody else and now it's please don't ever leave me it's incredible leaning into the altoness right off the start starting low it's get me going take me on a journey baby again i could do a whole podcast about this song i think it's really just like a masterpiece it's so good 
And then we get to my literal favorite this song, song on this album. Is batshit. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> this is now go stand in the corner and think about what you did. <laughs> oh, no, 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 okay, no. Like, this, oh my god. This song Ha time for revenge. <laughs> this song Time for a little revenge. <laughs> This song is the definition of that tweet that's like, gays see some woman do like a like some sociopathic sociopathic shit, and we're like, yes, work. <laughs> yeah, truly, because I know that this is mean. I know that this is a mean. This is way a to sex shaming crazy song. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. Like I am aware that these are not things that hold up in modern day feminism. I am aware. I fucking love neither is it. misery business, but like we love it. It's just like. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't, I have to do it. Now go stand in the corner and think about, about what, what you, you did. It's, like, <laughs> it's fucking wild. I was losing my mind listening to it. Also, I think this is the first time Taylor ever explicitly says anything about sex. Same. And I was like, oh, but it's as like a shamey thing. <laughs> it's so shamey. She's better known. She's, she's better known a, for being a slut. A, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's not saying she's not what you think. She's an actress. Whoa. She is better known for the things that she does on the mattress. Whoa. I, it's very hard for me to just read that without screaming into this microphone because it gets me so hyped. It's the thing is like, it's the kind of like, okay. So again, it's the same thing as you belong with me. Sometimes I think there's a place because I don't think all music has to be about the right emotion. I think sometimes we all feel emotions that are wrong and like objectively morally wrong but we all feel those things sometimes and sometimes i think you just want a song that's being like fuck that person i hope they die (laughs) i'm just another thing for you to roll your eyes at honey you might have him but haven't you heard i'm just another thing for you to roll your eyes at honey you might have him but i'll always get the last word because she's a songwriter she's a writer in the dark and because because honey you know it's me you're like i'm I'm you know you're stealing my man i'm sorry I'm out. It's my favorite thing in the world. I love this song so much. <laughs> it's absolute chaos. Um, and I said, all I all I wrote after all of that was said, um, listen, if this song was about me, I would be scared and the girl should be scared. No amount of vintage dresses gives you dignity. What? Just just <laughs> literally harpooning a whole generation of, of women. <laughs> saying how dare you shop at a (laughs) shop for cheap dresses you fucking bitch like it's so wild it's just so funny oh my god but also like sometimes i think we should allow the space for uh people to say that blasting somebody on an international scale could be discussed further but she thinks i'm psycho because i like to rhyme her name with things (laughs) maybe she should have got a better name yeah you know it's uh, just well, it's a i'm re- i'm really fascinated to hear the taylor's version of this one i bet it's totally rewritten it's either going to be totally <laughs> rewritten or cut or i think she'll just do it again and she's going to have the same mentality of like i haven't thought about any of the people that these songs are about because i'm doing fine because i'm okay oh okay Whew. all no. right Whew. okay then then we get to innocent which is one of these songs on the album that Taylor has explicitly said that this is about Kanye West. It's in response to his VMA interruption the year before. Yes. And she wrote this about him and premiered it at the VMAs the following year. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. To just kind of like squash it in, in her mind, squash it. 
it's kind of what started a lot of people being like, well, she has this goody goody, like she thinks she can fix it. Like it kind of fed that annoying. Yeah, it's it's an, it's shit. so frustrating because in my mind, I'm like, I can see how that would feed the situation because people are terrible, but also like, it's it was the way bigger move of her. <laughs> yeah. She was like, I know people expected me to write a song about Kanye. And so she was like, what if I wrote a song to him? Yeah. Yeah. And like, I mean, again, rewatching Miss Americana, like, it was fucked up what he did. Yeah. <laughs> There's just like no way around it. Um, But yeah, I would like, actually, I wrote about this one because I was, because when I listened to it, I didn't realize who it was about. And then it was literally not until I was reading the liner notes in this podcast that i was like oh it was about that was the one that was about kanye yeah i mean i actually think the song is gorgeous and like i think it's interesting writing from a different person's perspective about like loss of youth and like loss of grounding yeah which like i guess could be like something that people might have criticized as being like who are you to write about somebody else's experience if you don't know all of it which could be considered fair could be yeah it's also like lyrically as i'm looking over it it's it's she's like you aren't what you did like you everybody has messes like mess ups your string of lights is still bright to me uh who you are is not where you've been you're still an innocent so it is very like it's very like we're good i mean i we're good we're fine yeah Yeah, it's it's not like very condescending and i think i mean she's a songwriter like let her write a song let her write a song i will say if i was like if you came to me and you're like, it's okay, Ryan, you murdered my dog, but I'm over it and we can move on because you aren't what you do. I would be like, this doesn't feel like an apology, but right. whatever makes you happy I also think is really like, important. I also think like it, even the concept of it is a little like, I mean, actions do matter. Like sometimes you are, you actually kind of are what you do because actions are an exact representation of things that you believe in in my opinion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, yes. so I do think it was, I think this was really like an attempt of her being like, how do I deal with this and move on from it and maybe do it in a way that is also like, we're good. Please stop. Obviously it didn't. Cause we've got way more saga to go through. Like what? Two albums from now. My God. Oh God. But then we get to another banger, which is my brother-in-law's favorite song haunted by taylor swift this is what i wrote drama i'm riding a horse it's raining i have a sword and i'm going to fight to regain honor for my family with a fierce haircut (laughs) haunted (laughs) tell me this is not giving you shamulan (laughs) cutting her hair off and being like sorry dad i gotta go the the Mm big these strings hit and i was like you better go fucking ride that horse (laughs) come on come on don't leave me like this i thought i had you figured out i it's it's cinema it's very epic violins are incredible it's like it's i was not expecting something so large in in my world i was like again before i knew this was a concept album so i'm I'm honestly trying to reframe my entire brain um (laughs) i was like ah i think this song is about all of the past lives that have inhabited taylor swift and that's why she can write the way she does because she is physically haunted so anyway (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> I just, I love this. And then, like, it's it's so great. There's the acoustic version on the deluxe that just proves that, again, just songwriting for the gods. I will say, um, I did I did take a, a gander at the acoustics, and um, they're not really acoustic. Like, they no, are. I think it just like, takes, they are, takes they're, out they're, they're, pared, they're pared down, but, like... I was like, oh, I would have loved just like a piano or like a guitar just to hear what it would sound like by itself. Because like it still has the like. <laughs> Similarly to where we've been like, what is a country song on this album when it was it's the this acoustic and back to December acoustic. I'm like, what is an acoustic song? Because uh, yeah. these aren't to me. Same with the mind pop mix. I was like, this is. What's the difference really? Just. What's the difference? I think it was just no banjo. Maybe. Let me say acoustic meaning relating. <laughs> this isn't helpful. This is <laughs> this is just this is the definition of, the definition of like the uh, acoustics. Oh, got it. Just the just sounds. Yeah. Um. But yeah. No. I've always just thought of it as like how do we pare it down to like the least amount of instruments, which I guess could be true, and maybe they just really wanted the strings still on it. But I was like, okay, still still sounds epic. You know who I would like to hear sing this or do a version of this? Who? Evanescence. Oh, yeah. It, feel, it felt very of its, like, a post-Evanescence world. I think that's immediately I pictured everything in, like, not black and white, but that, like, gray, like, we're going to see Underworld with Kate Beckinsale. Everything's, like, blue and gray. I was like, oh, <laughs> yes, we're, yes, that's yes, why yes, I was yes. like, we're riding a horse. We're on a sword. Like, we're, yeah, we have a sword. We have, like, all this stuff. We have a sword. But I also would say, I, no one steal this from me. I'll find you. I want to match this up with All You Wanted by Michelle Branch. I love that. Yeah. You know. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I love them. Last kiss makes me very sad. Um, one of the my favorite songs she's ever written. I think 
It's like the first oh, time. Wow. I think it's one of the first times that I you hear her because this is the first album we get. I think what's what is real heartbreak? But I think it's like as you get older, you can start reframing heartbreak in a more. I don't know, like you can start framing it as more like imagery because you've experienced it more than once. And so like, I mean, cause clearly she's like felt heartbreak before. And like, again, we'll talk about the whole idea that we do not understand teenage heartbreak, but <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have been told by a devoted fan that we missed a huge chunk of self-titled Taylor Swift and fearless uh, about understanding what it's like to be a young girl going through heartbreak and that is a fact because we are boys and we had our own struggles as gays but i would like to acknowledge that that is true it's true yeah of course it is we're two gay men who didn't come out until college in the midwest (laughs) but like but honestly i'd like genuinely i was like oh yeah like i mean i didn't have teenage heartbreak because Mm I wasn't dating anybody because I was like, I think I should be dating girls specifically because I'm told to. And was like, I think I'm more interested in boys. It was just like a very like complicated time, but like, I didn't have the like high school. We didn't have that experience and people are now, which is amazing. And I think there's going to be like a lot of like queer kids that are like listening to fearless for the first time. And are like, Oh yeah, I like have this experience. I don't think I necessarily had that one, which is totally fine. It just makes me view those first two albums a little more objectively, I think, versus emotionally. Whereas this, Last Kiss, I felt this one, like, in my chest. I just, there are so many things. It's just, like, sit on the floor wearing your clothes. All that I know is I don't know how to be something you miss. Oh, I wrote that one down, too. Like, Like, devastating. Like, I also said, um, second of all, this was, this is the 158 line. Mm Mm-hmm. 2 a.m. What's going on? We need to get her what some melatonin. <laughs> we need to get her an edible. Like, I'm a late night kind of girl, but like, something about 2 a.m. is just like, she's fascinated. And like, I'm like, I need to know. I'm like, Taylor, if you're ever listening somehow, some way, I need to know why you keep writing about 2 a.m. Um, <laughs> but aside from that, I was like, this feels so much more specific than a lot of the like, tortured i'm in love with somebody who doesn't love me back kind of things of the first cut two albums this feels like i had my heart broken and i don't know how to get past this um and it's like interesting because this feels like the spark for like then we get red and like then you see like what it's like for her to like really dive into this kind of feeling and like live in it but the line i'll watch your life in pictures like i used to watch you sleep is absolutely soul crushing (laughs) Yeah, it's it's just like, and uh, I'm not much from dancing, but for you, I did. I, it's so heartbreaking and beautiful, and it's right. It's just like an interesting take on something we don't talk about often, like back to December, where if you're the one who's getting broken up with, you never know when your last kiss is. Right. It's just like, all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait. I guess that was it. Oh, yeah. Ooh. I was going to, it was funny. Yeah. This was the first time listening through all of these that I was just like, ooh, okay, she's bringing up the, she's bringing up those old feelings. Interesting. It's very like Adele, all I ask, where she's like, please just give me something to remember. Oh, that's that's like good. And in this version, she's like, I wait, I don't it. even, I don't get it because even when she explains them kissing, it's like, 
you would kiss me in the middle of saying something. It wasn't like this cinematic moment. We would there were so many. Cute... There were so many. We're in a relationship. We do this all the time, and then it's just gone. Yeah. And I don't know how to be something you miss is honestly making my tears come now. No, I mean, like, it's... so I'm going to stop. <laughs> it's like, also, even just like the main lyric, like your name on my lips, like our last. <laughs> like, it's really just a really gorgeous song and it's not like there's nothing stagnant about it like no no part of the song feels like it's not specific or engaging or emotional like and yeah i mean it's just like it's a testament to how much better her songwriting was getting because this was when i was just like oh we're get we're starting to get those lyrics now like the ones where she just happens to like encapsulate an entire feeling in like two words i yeah i just if i were listening to this brand new and i didn't know what was coming i would be like oh this is good that was me tonight i had i had never heard the song and i was like the fuck this is the kind of song that makes you like be like i guess i'm thinking about people from 10 years ago like what the fuck (laughs) oh yeah i'm thinking about people that are just not even kind of in my life yeah no it's very good so then we get to long live oh my god so cute which is a song Taylor wrote for her um, fans. Yeah, and like, I had only ever heard this mashed up with New Year's Day and the Reputation concert. It feels like the end of an album. Yeah. In like, in the best way. Like, I was listening to it and I was just like, it's like, it it like made me feel like emotional and like, oh, this was a really special piece because like this song by itself, I don't think is necessarily one of my favorite Taylor songs um but like as the end of this like long urgent journey to like say the things that you believe in and then at the end of it she's just like fuck it i hope whatever we did mattered because it did to me it's so like special and i was like oh this is like it gives me like final scene of the movie where they're all dancing at prom yeah she's saying all these things that like she'll still be able to do like taylor can do all of will be doing all of these things as taylor as swifties also will be doing like passing around pictures of like her with fans at concerts she'll be doing that in her old age or whenever she wants the same way those fans will be and like literally screaming this is absurd like oh my god i love that line so much i loved it I was just like, you better. Also, like, that's even, like, even just those little things are, like, her, she's just getting, like, bolder in small ways of, like, doing things musically that don't follow necessarily, like, the typical anything else. And I was like, this is just, like, really special. I really liked it a lot. Um, Yeah. I mostly wrote about, like, the album as a whole on this song because I was just like, this feels like an ending. And I'm always, as, as we all know, I'm a massive fan of Coherent cohesive albums like i want an album to start and i want it to end and i want to feel like i went on a journey throughout i don't just want a bunch of singles like this and this one really feels like it wraps it up just being like yeah i i hope this all was good for y'all because it's been good for me and also like you never know when's your last album like for all she knew she was going to drop this album and nobody was going to like it true career over true. 19 like obviously that didn't happen thank god but like there's so many artists that that happens to. Katy Perry. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't get, don't get the, ca- don't get the Katie's. Yeah, I was going to like, whom, be clear. You're, the, you're like the first person to be like, stream smile. S- stream smile. Anyway, but. I was uh, like, don't get the no, Katie's. Think, mad. 
<laughs> I do think it's so smart that this is the end of the album because it feels like, especially with this, these are all the things that you should say in the moment. And I'm I'm learning through this process that I should say things in the moment instead of going home and thinking about them. And then you get to this catharsis that's like, okay, so I did it and we did it all together. And then you get to end with like, this is absurd because for a moment a band of thieves in ripped up jeans got to rule the world, which is just such a line specific to that time. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't know about you, but Oh, I love me. I'm some feeling 22, but like ripped up jeans were like a huge thing in my teenage years and a lot of times parents were like why the hell would you spend so much money on ripped up jeans and i also think it's like i think it's also a little bit like to her band being Mm -hmm. like look what we did and if this is the last time we do it and like we never get to do it again like how fucking cool was this it was not the end (laughs) (laughs) listeners it was not the end her literal guitarist played her dad in the all too well 10 minute video so (laughs) aww. And then we get less uh, bonus tracks than normal, but we get ours if this was a movie and Superman. Yes. Um, yeah. Okay. So first of all, I did like the first track is mine. The bonus track is ours. It's cute. It's cute. It's cute. It's cute. It's cute. Um, I did say, I think I've said in the previous two episodes, I feel like every Taylor album has a cute song. Like a song <laughs> that you go, oh, like, oh. Yes. This is the cute song, and I'm actually very glad it wasn't a part of the original album because I don't think it has a place there. Um, as yes. like the piece, I think it's stronger as a bonus track, and clearly was a big hit, which I had no idea. Yeah, it it was released as a single a year after the album was oh, out. That makes sense. That makes sense. So I think it had its own kind of like uh, when Lady Gaga did the Cure. <laughs> yeah and we were you all mean like Allie oh Main i guess release the key <laughs> <laughs> yeah but we were like oh i guess sure like you just released an album but here's like Which, a new sound we love a, a one-off type. single that's great yeah um oh that makes sense and yeah. also like uh, not to be like the same people that were gossiping then but like was this about john like the tattoos lines like not that it really matters but like listening to it in context of the rest of the album and as a boat what seeing it as a bonus track i was like well this feels icky but i didn't know if that was actually the case or not <laughs> um but no i thought i it, it's cute i'm glad people like it it's a very cute song very about cute. taylor loving it, she kind of has bad the, voice with... she puts her like kind of like cute voice on for it she said, I love your gap between your teeth. I love your, my mom hates her tattoos, but I love them. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. Okay. I yeah, was like, I'm sense. glad people like the song. It was not my fave, but it's a bonus track and that's fine. And that was okay. Um, if this was a movie, I think it's my favorite bonus track. Love. Loved yeah. this. Also, let us talk about the very end of the song. Her talking about maybe endings and how she didn't like some endings and how she used the same fucking melody during exile (laughs) i love it oh he threw he threw his headphones down touchdown (laughs) no i was like you better like you better that is ridiculous that is that is 11 years later you return to a bonus track melody and you said i'm writing a devastating breakup song with my boyfriend and <laughs> i am gonna return to this random final line 
of a bonus track from Speak Now. Like, that is just, like, you are, you're a psychopath. I love you. (laughs) I, yeah, I just, she's also standing in the rain a fucking lot. So she's up really late I mean, and she's constantly wet. I mean, well, <laughs> well. <laughs> who isn't? My God. Um, hey. But my thing is like, well, I mean, like standing in the rain is like a classic. I mean, this, the second somebody yeah. says standing in the rain, you're just like, oh, it's, you must be in love with somebody. Um, um, no, I actually, I just, I really liked this song. I was like, this is very good. And to me, it felt like the, the right where you left me of the album where I was like, oh, this could be on the album and I would have absolutely loved it. And it's a bonus track. And that's just a testament to how good her bonus tracks are getting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely was like, I love this song. I understand why it didn't make the first list. Same. I understand why it was written around the time. And I'm glad I get to listen to it. And I think her removing it was because she wanted the track list to be the track list. Like, which I know that sounds like, duh, of course. But I mean, like, I think the experience didn't need one more of these yeah it another song like this i think would have dragged the whole album down weirdly and i think without it it stays light and fun but also has these hard hitter like emotional songs yeah because as we've said multiple times this album flies like you turn it on and you're like oh i've listened to the whole album also like not to like I mean, we're what we're about to hit the last song of the bonus tracks with that are an acoustic. Mm-hmm. And we've talked more about this album than we talked about Fearless, which was much, much longer. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, yeah. So we get to Superman, which I wrote. This is fine. That's all I wrote. <laughs> I, I, I don't have a need to listen to the song ever again. <laughs> it one. Don't ever bet on DC. Like, come on. <laughs> gonna get hate mail from dc stands now i know but uh, tall dark and superman is your opening line yeah it's yeah no not for me it i'm so glad it was a bonus track i'm so glad it's also i think the least listened to song on the album by like a pretty drastic amount no haunted acoustic version is less but that's an acoustic version so that gets a like Normal Haunted has 40 million plays, but Superman has 13 million and is the lowest of the album. It's just not specific in the way that we love Taylor Swift. It's just kind of like a lot of Lois Lane allegories that we all know. Yeah, it's just... There's no fresh take here. No, it's just, it feels like a song. Which, like, again, sometimes you write songs and you're like, that's cool. And sometimes you just want to release those songs and that's also cool. Like sure more power to her but out of literally every track we have talked to talk to talk about if the the one i didn't like on the bonus the very last bonus track i didn't quite love yeah no that's that's fine because there was i mean there's like a solid five on fearless we were like well we're just gonna keep on moving down the line (laughs) um but yeah um what a Fantastic album. I cannot wait for Taylor's version. The From the Vault tracks, I feel like, are going to be wild. Yeah, it's one of my favorites, and I'm so glad that we got to sit and chat about it so I could just solidify why I think it is cohesive storytelling. I think there are so many musical theater elements that, of course, I key into. I think there is a lot more pop punk in there that I love. I think she's silly, she's goofy, and she also is feeling things in a way that this is probably why this album hits me so well. It, it feels 
matured and thought through in a way that I have experienced love and 10 out of 10 more power to you Taylor I thank you for making this album at 20 yeah I mean it's really I really loved everything about it I can't wait yeah I can't wait for Taylor's version because I want to know how she's going to revisit some of this because I do think she's going to re-orchestrate some of it specifically I really I want to hear um I wrote down one of them. I was like, which one did Aaron? Which one did I write it for? Oh, I haunted. I want to hear what haunted sounds like. If and I would like, I would love to see if Aaron. Mm-hmm. I would love to see Aaron Destner's version of Haunted. Yeah, I just thank you for this album that is eleven years old. I think you could release a lot of these as singles, and they would chart. I mean, Enchanted is about to. She's going to release that as a single before she releases it because it's all. It's one of the biggest sounds on TikTok right now. Because the fans are crazy, and I love it. Fans are cuckoo crazy. So a little check-in. Why do we think Taylor is like this? Um, this is the Taylor that I fell in love with. I just didn't know it, that I should have done it earlier. <laughs> like, I yeah, fell fair. in love with, like, Taylor songwriting from, like, Red in 1989. I didn't realize it was already happening on Speak Now. And for me, it's, like, specificity. It's, I think, I think it just comes with age. And I think, like, I... I never listened to Taylor's earlier stuff when I was younger. And so it never really like latched onto me, including fearless. And like this, I feel like has this adult viewpoint, even though she was so young, which is crazy, but I think that's, what's so good about her. I don't know. I think it's like, she, she just started to really, especially you saying that this was the first album that she solo wrote completely. I think it allowed her to, find her own voice as somebody that's like, no, I'm a storyteller. I'm going to tell these stories and I'm going to do it with specifics and make people feel universal feelings without letting go of these, like the specificity that I'm so good at. Whereas, and that got lost in the previous two albums, in my opinion. Yeah. I'm, I, I love it. I think you briefly touched on it and like a pretty, you know, jokey way. Like, um, but as a, a gay man around this time and even pre that, like, I just, I don't have experience with puppy love. And so for me, this, um, this hits my heart in a way that I think is really special. And I think this album is so great. If you haven't listened to speak now, but for some reason have listened to us talk about it for over an hour, (laughs) go listen because I think you'll really like it. It's it's really (laughs) fantastic. I, I turned to my boyfriend right at the end of this and I was like, um, this album slaps. <laughs> I was like, you should probably, this is really good. <laughs> well, thank you for joining me for another episode, Sean. Of and un- until next time, y'all, next time we're doing red. So if you think we talked for a while Ooh. now, <laughs> I was like, are we going to have to split that shit up? Because like, we'll figure it out. God, yeah. It's going to be that a lot. Is... Cause we have to talk about, Oh my God, there's so much we have to talk about when I mean, like I could do an episode about fucking message in a bottle, bitch. Let's go. <laughs> All right, y'all. Until next time. Bye.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.